Hi guys, hi Popcorn Junkies. Um, I thought we'd do, or I'd do, a quick review of the Jeffrey Dahmer, um, well not the series, but episode one. Um, we've talked a bit on this channel about how we get slightly concerned that Netflix, the Netflixification, as Maddie calls it, of a lot of content on Netflix means that a lot of it doesn't exactly look the same, but it's almost, you know, there is discussions that perhaps some, some programming is going to be made by AI. Or sometimes when you look at what lands on Netflix, you worry, or I worry, that perhaps it's AI generated. Um, but this Jeffrey Dahmer um, series, which stars Evan Peters, is produced or created by the same mind, Ryan Murphy, who did American Horror Story. Now, there's a lot that I've liked and we've liked about American Horror Story over the years, an awful lot. Lots of great actors and actresses have passed through it. Sarah Paulson, one of my favourite actors ever. Um, and... Some of the some of the seasons have been stronger than the than others. I personally, I know a lot of people didn't, but I personally really like the one with Lady Gaga. I like the one in the hotel, but it overstayed its welcome. It went too far. And if, interestingly, the hotel series of American Horror Story featured a whole bunch of serial killers. And I'm trying to rack my brain as to whether Evan Peters, who was a regular actor across the many series of of American Horror Stories, whether he played Jeffrey Dahmer actually in that series. My slight issue with Ryan Murphy, who also brought us the Nurse Ratchet sort of uh, series too. Um, there was also another series I think that he did, which was about politics, which I kind of watched the first one of, and it was kind of intriguing. Starred the young man who was uh, in um, Evan Evan Hansen, I think. Um, my issue with Ryan Murphy was that he, he anything that he made, it was beginning to become an obviously Ryan Murphy fest, which means that it would verge into pastiche and camp, almost comedy, quite quickly, so that the seriousness or the horror, of which there was plenty in, say, American Horror Story and Ratchet, kind of got undercut by a slightly glossy camp veneer that, for me, minimised the horror and just made it a bit more of a kind of romp. I don't know, there's always, I've always felt that there's been a sort of mismatch tonally between how Ryan Murphy treats some of this stuff and the, and the horror of it. And so I like really horrific stuff, and so none of his stuff has ever, ever truly been frightening, I don't think. Well, Dharma is a new moment, I believe, in Ryan Murphy, the creator's uh, career or kind of output. Last night we watched episode one, and if there's any doubt how good Evan Peters is as an actor, you may have also seen him more recently in Mayor of Easttown. He played Kate Winslet's uh, sidekick, Detective. Evan Peters is absolutely sensational. And what I thought was really clever about the first episode in the, in the series, which has landed on Netflix, and I'm going to be reviewing more, uh, is that this first episode very cleverly takes us right to the end of the Jeffrey Dahmer case. Uh, we witness, uh, spoiler alert here, but if you know the story in real life, it won't be that much of a spoiler. We witness his final, in extraordinary close-up detail, we witness his final encounter with a man who could well have easily been his final victim. Um, and we are given a clear sense of how Jeffrey Dahmer lives in a, essentially, an apartment alongside other apartments, which I find sensational. I find that like a sensational realisation that he was living in such close proximity to others. Um, we've, had, we've been introduced to his neighbour, the woman next door, who, again, brilliantly understated. I think what was so surprising about this and really, I really enjoyed and I was really pleased about, as I said to Maddie after watching it, is this, everything was underplayed in this, from Evan Peters' portrayal of the serial killer to the neighbour who was tolerating the, the angle grinder, the, the, the drilling, the chiseling sounds that she could hear through her ventilator or aircon uh, system. Um, 
right down to uh, Jeffrey Dahmer sort of going out into uh, to a sort of gay club. He, I didn't realise, there's so many details about this, I didn't realise. I didn't realise he principally targeted uh, black men. Um, you know, he was essentially gay, Jeffrey Dahmer, so he cruises and he, he went cruising at a local bar where there are black gay men. Uh, he pulls a guy, sort of pr promises some, some money to take some photographs. And this was an excruciatingly difficult watch. Uh, as we witnessed um, this young man, this black man, uh, essentially trapped and ensnared and groomed uh, by uh, Jeffrey Dahmer, Evan Peters is Jeffrey Dahmer. And Evan Peters, his ability to have, to, to park emptiness behind his eyes, but not emptiness as in just a vacancy, but a real malevolent emptiness. I know that Maddie was saying that when he took on the roles in American Horror Story, he had to take, he had to go into all sorts of kind of uh, uh, psychotherapy to kind of, you know, disentangle himself from some of the roles that he played in those series. I can well imagine he has so completely immersed himself in this character uh, as to, it, it felt almost, this is sounds going to sound weird, it felt like documentarist watching his face and watching his, the way in which he would look at this potential victim in his apartment as a specimen. There was a particularly chilling moment where he gets this guy to strip off. He's going to take Polaroids. He, he attaches a set of handcuffs to his hand. You feel that this guy is not going to escape. You feel that he's just never going to be able to get out of here. Uh, and he lies down at one point on a mattress that's blood soaked. I mean, there's evidence everywhere. There's an awful smell. I mean, this is a show where you can smell. You, it, there isn't smell-o-vision, but you may as well have smell-o-vision. It's so evocative. And there's a point where the young black man lies down on the mattress. There's blood stains on there. Evan Peters parks his head on his chest and says, I just want to hear your heart. It's racing so fast. And then he says the, the, the awful line, because I'm, I want to listen to your heart because I'm going to eat it later. Um, I said in our trailer reaction, um, I always have a bit, I always feel discomforted. There was, there was the recent series, there was the recent drama, wasn't there? Was it Ted Bundy uh, starring Zac Efron, where you sort of think, it's really difficult to make light of it. And I think in a, because, because there were real victims and there will be real survivors and relatives and friends of the real victims. And given that there is also this, I didn't realise, this cultural race contingent to this, um, that also necessitates a more serious treatment. So whilst this didn't pull its punches in terms of gruesomeness, though actually in this episode we didn't see much too, too much gruesomeness other than what the cops discover in this flat at the end, this kind of first episode works as a fantastically uh, contextualising prelude to, I presume, how we're going to go back to the beginning of his his kind of uh, reign of terror, if you like, uh, and build to this day. And that's a clever, it's a clever device, that, because often with stories where we know the outcomes or we know what happens, it's very hard to build that sense of jeopardy and interest. And, and so consequently, when you have such a strong actor who is so immersed in this character, this, this malevolent, confused, ill, contorted, deviant man, it becomes eminently watchable, even though you kind of know what's going to come, though I don't know all the ins and outs of this story. It becomes eminently watchable because, of course, you're just more and more curious about seeing how he characterises this person. It's going to pivot around his relationship with the next door neighbour. Um, we are going to see, I presume, gruesomeness. But in this, ep this episode was an absolute top draw lesson in how to build suspense. It was, it, it, and, and as I was saying, because it has quite a lot of serious aspects to it, it almost forced that Ryan Murphy-esque frippery or campness had to be forced away and so this was a real return to form i thought where brilliantly shot brilliant music 
really, really rich colours, the claustrophobia of the set in his, in his flat, the sparseness of what was in his flat, the fact that there was just a vat in the corner with acid in it, just his bed. Uh, and on the on the tabletop in the kitchen, there's just the drill bits of a of a drill, uh, you know, a domestic drill. Um, but a huge shout out to the the actor who played the young guy. I mean, he was sensational. I mean, to, to a two hander this was a two hand a top draw, un Netflixy two hander of pure suspense, agonising suspense. I mean, Maddie said at one point I was just sat on the channel. I was like that. I'd watched it. I watched it after most people had gone to bed, and I was like. And it's very hard in this day and age, you know, to kind of build that suspense with the amount of horror films we get. But this does a really good job of it. So if you want to be deeply unsettled, this, this is it for you. But it's ironically, it's not sensationalist in the wrong ways. You could, there's a huge argument that it shouldn't be made at all. But if you accept that it has been made, that its treatment is incredibly uh, professional and considered and serious in a sense. So I'd fully recommend watching it. And as I say, we're going to be reviewing the rest of them too. For more film and family fun, don't forget to click the subscribe button and make sure to click the bell to never miss an update.